Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone around the globe. This is Sit Down with Sit podcast. And with me today, I have the pleasure of my having my friend, Wayne Alperti. Hi, Wayne. How's it going? What's up, Sid? How are you today, my friend? I'm doing great. How's everything with you? Things are good. I'm tired, but things are good, Sid. Looking up as always, brother. Wow. That's good to hear. Um, for those of who don't know Wayne, so Wayne actually resides in uh, Bogota, New Jersey. He is the operations team member at Retro Fitness Hackazack, correct? Correct, brother. Yep. And then you have over 30 plus years of uh, experience in fitness industry. I think it's it's over 40 now, Sid. Oh, wow. It's over 40 years. I started when I was 12. I'm when I'm fifth. I'm going to be 57 in a couple months. So you have devoted 40 so years of life. Four, I got I four, I got 45 years of, of doing uh in the health and uh studying health and fitness, brother. Yes. Damn, you must Absolutely. love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know I do. That's why we're here. That's why we are here. So so tell me one thing. What is the best thing you like about in the fi- being in fitness? <laughs> You know, Sid, they're both the same. The best thing and the worst thing are both the same, which we know. It's the customer service. Helping people, loving people, loving to help people. You wouldn't believe how even over the last getting back over to work now with the pandemic going back, you know, I'm back over at the retro now. We were out at work for a while and lost a lot of clients and stuff. But coming back and learning more customer service and dealing with people, but also the more people you deal with, the more that you see, you know, some of the, some of the silly sides of them too. So it's in this, in this industry, it's been the same throughout for 45 years, Sid. For 45, 45 years, the people and the things haven't changed. It's just got more people involved. So, so what do you think these days is the perception of fitness industry amongst the youth, the old people, like I, I notice a lot of people seeking help off like personal trainers, nutritionists, but that wasn't the case 10, 15 years ago. Why do you think is that shift? There, the, a lot of times right now, the gyms, clubs that you and I go to together and we, you know, and all that, they've turned into Sid the malls of the 1984, 85, 86, 83, uh, 81, when I grew up and I was in high school, they're the malls now. So the message of health and fitness got out there, but I don't think a lot of people are taking it serious enough. When I was going back in there, you, if, when you went into a place, you exercised, it was old school. Those old school values now are pretty much gone because everybody wants to be involved but I think it's more treated how, how I see it going. It's more treated as a mainstream thing now and not, not a necessity. It's treated as a mainstream thing now as uh, sports and physical fitness in general. To me, I think, Sid, does that answer some question or you want me to? So, so, so what do you mean by it's considered as a mainstream? Like you said. There's room for considered- everyone. Health and fitness is for everyone. Back right. in the day, a lot of people didn't know about it at all. And it was just for a certain group, niches, hardcore. 
athletes. Now it's gotten mainstream where you have more people and more celebrities and different trainers and different avenues of health information out there that's dragging in these, the population, which we want a healthier population, but it's still pulling you in every different, different way with misdirection and misinformation. That makes does sense. That, does that make sense? Does that make yes. sense for me and you? Yeah. Sense. Yeah. I mean, we're yeah. drawing people in without the right information and the industry is doing a disservice to itself because I think that's kind of sometimes even my own industry, uh, finagling you. Okay. And, and you and I had talked about supplements and we'll, one day we'll talk about that too down the road, how you, they, they tell you they're putting in one ingredient, but they put another in. So they got you. It's like join. It's like buy it and shut up. The industry is example. See, but then, but then, if that's what you're saying, how can a f- supplement company survive if they get I, this information? Ah, that, that's why I. That's what. That's why I. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and too, with a little bit more of my background, so do people know. You'll come. I owned a health food store, and oh, I, I didn't know was, that. Oh, oh, Could yeah, you tell I us some more I about that? So, store in Verona when I was in college and oh. doing all the studies that I've done now, still to this day, what you and I talk, how do I know the ingredients to this, to that, to this, to that, to the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, there's where it's gotten into too, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay. We wanted more people to get involved. Now that more people are being involved, we're basically, you cattle them and guide them into one direction. And it basically might not be the best direction. Because they have too many uh, information on 72 different diets, 62 different supplements, 75 different gym chains. Uh, gyms are gym. You're going to have people go in there, sit and text, like I said, at the mall. Right. And you have someone like me and you that want to go in and work out. Well, both entities can't survive now anymore. Right. You're that's either going to have, am I right? You're going to have your, your have, you're not going to have your hardcore places that, what I mean by hardcore is that I don't want everybody to get the misconception is we're health advocates. I'm a health advocate. I believe nothing but health. So that's what I mean. Hardcore. That's me. That's me. That's me. That's a doctor. sewing your vein back together. That's all he does. That's, you know, so what I mean is it's too many cupcakes and frills. Now what has happened? So, so, so let me understand this. I had read in a book that choice is a good option but choices paralyzes you so don't you think by having so many choices they are kind of paralyzing the options for the target audience which is looking for nutrition personal training weight training strength training etc in the field industry well i think you and i are said there you hit the nail on the head you hit the nail on the head right there said i'll tell you the answer they don't care. They want you. They know you and I are a different breed. Right. They want Jan, my wife, her coworkers that don't know you and I were physical when we were 10. Right. These adults and even these kids, they're, they're really not going to be physical at all. Sid. They're just drawing a market. That's the problem. They're not really caring about the market. The kids aren't there for really the workout. Some are. I got some market, but the, the, we are definitely in that market is leading them different gym chains. 
But do I you? Work, I may work for one of them. I don't. I, I, I know. It's it's silly that you we want like you said we want more people involved to get more healthier. But that's really not the case when you look at it as a business sense. And but do you think it's because of the advancement in science, uh, fitness? As you mentioned, lot of lot of young people train hard. They're not like driven in no, terms I, of health and fitness. I believe the marketing and, and the evidence and everything in science has driven driven the marketing towards that. Sid, yes, to, yeah, towards attracting more and more people or not, whether they want to diet or not, power lift or not, bodybuild or just be someone. I, I go to the gym, I work out five days a week, and that makes me feel good because then I can go out and eat. That's cool too. So yeah, I mean, it is a different big mass market they've attracted since 1979, 78, when I got on the school bus, the, the New Jersey transit bus and went over four towns. My father dropped me off at Nautilus. I stayed there for three hours. He was a principal. He picked me up at night because that's when he picked me up. He sent me there to train to get ready for football. And that's how I learned the industry. I was flipping records and, and selling Gatorades for the owner of Mars County uh, Nautilus, who were. So, just to cut you off on this, uh, it's it's good that you brought this up about your dad. So, your dad, if I am not mistaken, he was the principal of Dover High School, Mr. Donald Lelporti. My father was a principal for twenty six years. Twenty six, and and you grew up in Morris County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was two schools: a vocational school. And then his old alma mater, my high school, my alma mater, Dover High School. Yeah. How was life like back then for you? How was it different from today? Really different, Sid. Really different times and ages again. Like, you, you know, uh, like I know now, the, nowadays, we really have so much... But it wasn't different, Sid. The kids that today mm-hmm. are doing the same things I did. We're doing the same things. I think. But they had less avenues yes, back then. Yes, they had less. Again, there, there was, was no social media. There, goes, there were no cell phones. We were talking about why everyone's going to the gyms. And I'm sure there was no internet also at that time, correct? Right. So, yeah, we can go to the gyms and we don't want to be healthy. We can see so-and-so posting something and doing something silly but we don't care about it. We're going to do the same thing. Yeah. So it is different that it probably happened then, but not as much, but, but it just, just evolved into the, uh, back then it was low key too, Sid. You really didn't have to worry where I live. You didn't really have to worry about a lot of minutia minutia now. Okay. Uh, 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 you know, like I could say, everything has just tripled itself. Assaults, carjacking, silliness, drunk driving, jails all of that stuff has just gone from 1970-64 when i was born to just it just has gone to where we are right now so but i guess i guess the increase in population plays a major factor in that and it drove it, exactly and it drove it drove the fitness industry saw how to drive that market too and grab more people like we're talking the npc look at the npc now sid which we follow how huge that yeah. is look at the chicago pro i watched the results this morning you know so how people are into health and fitness, but the, they know and the industry knows and how things have changed. It's still, people still aren't serious about it, but you and I, but as drawn a crowd. Yeah, absolutely. Which is good because then there's more pickings for me and you to personal train people too. It's a numbers yeah, that's game. Good. It's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. 
so let me ask you one thing i know bodybuilding is not considered it's not considered a sport like baseball basketball why is that remember they tried to they tried to put that in the olympics sid they tried to get in the olympics um, vince mcmahon or all these guys uh gerard dente who owns the uh mhp he was trying wow. to be one of the first ones for the olympics they had an olympic team i think she wasn't Sean clarita part of our world national teams but they won't consider it a sport Sean clarita was one of our world national champions sid if we oh, really it, yes he that's why they got the giant killer i think one of his editors are he was beating all the people around the world at the world championships as a natural uh yeah isn't it funny said the stigma isn't it yeah. funny when I, I don't want to blow my thing and, and, and get the wrong audience and I'm so upset, but, but the, it, it, it's a stigma because they look the way they do. And, and you know that they're doing some type of performance enhancing supplement to help them misunderstood, which people don't get. But if you really think straight about it too, and I, you know me, I'm straight too. It's why you and I talk all the time. A lot of your pro athletes is what the stigma was too. In baseball, they had those issues uh, football, they always had those issues. But I think that goes across society too, Sid. You know, there's a lot of players out there that don't do any of the silly stuff that that you, that you that's just illegal at this point, you know. But I do the, see... The, uh, I think the stigma with drugs, Sid. It's the stigma. That's all it is, in my mind. But I did notice that people now are more health conscious than oh, they absolutely. were before. Absolutely. Absolutely. There goes back into what I'm saying. I'm seeing more people at the parks now with me. Jan and I just walked a while ago, my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's trying. More people like her and herself that really want to get it. Have, have, I love doing it in a small group. And obviously doing it with me, I'm, I'm a professional at it. Uh, uh, Sid, I'm seeing tons of people out there now. It's good to see. Maybe I haven't seen. But it's, it is. It is. Uh, and I like to see that. And I wish our weather and this East coast was a lot more conducive for people like that. You know, the other day it was hot. I was almost dying out there, but the parks have been busy and I see a lot more people in physical activity mode, whether that's our market, our science, like you're saying, or our, our consciousness, I would think so. Absolutely. But do you think it has something to do with the stress level in this country, the competitiveness, competitiveness to be accurate? that would go really deep into your psychological and wouldn't it said right your 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 philosophy yeah. yeah i mean like yeah i'm just trying to understand the gist yeah. of yeah. and for people to understand uh, uh yeah, yeah 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 that's a great one said because i come yeah listen you, i you, i, I spoke with my sister two days ago and yeah. she goes to a gym huge 10000 square foot gym And she tells me that every personal trainer is busy. People are willing to shed money to get 20 sessions, 30 sessions, because all they want to do is live longer, right? You're, you know, look, look at the concept of organic foods. So I was, I was driving today by Whole Foods. And I remember in 2010, the Whole Foods opened. And since then, everybody is like organic. 
Whole Foods, followed by Trader Joe's, followed by other organic stores. But back in the days, people who used to eat food from the farm, they were actually much more healthier. So I don't know if it's like, it's like uh, giving them tags, the names, organic, non-organic, you know, full of, uh, you know, stuff in there. So I, I, I don't yeah. know. It, to me personally, it sounds very confusing. Marketing, Sid. But people buy it. There you go. That's how you know. My, my, my great-grandfather had the first farm in Mars County history. Oh, really? My father's got a, we, my father's got a name, day named after him in Mars County, Dover, New Jersey. They're that we're, we were we were in the, in the town for two hundred something plus years. Oh my, wow! My, my great grandfather had a farm. So how do you think? What I happened? Had, did did they sell the farm or? Huh? Said, do I you had, still have that farm or is? No, no. Is my great grandfather passed away a long time ago. My great friend, my great grandfather, my grandfather told me to go feed him one day, and I said, "Grandpa, I can't. I got a date." My grandfather, my <laughs> grandfather, has someone up and found him passed out on the front stoop. He passed away of a stroke. Sid, That's after funny. mowing the lawn. At ninety-two, wow, he had ninety-two. He had the farm. I have three relatives. My father and mother are eighty now. My great grandparents lived to ninety-three, ninety-two, and my grandmother's mother ninety-one. Wow, man! So uh, he had the farm. So now you're asking farm. I think it's it's avenue of choice too. Said uh, pepper doesn't cost much. On, onions don't cost much. It may be the access to this people too. And the misinformation and confusing. Don't put this toxin on. It's organic. It has this pesticide. It has this. The, the can- oh, you're eating tuna out of a can. You're going to get mercury. Come on now. It's silliness. You know, food is food, but you got to have some type of consciousness of, yeah, what you're uh, eating. And these, to me, I wouldn't worry about it around here. Marketing, we are healthier, but that's the key too, Sid. Uh, another thing, look, uh, I think those, these inner city places that are having trouble with the vaccinations rates of helping people there healthy, they don't have right. a way to get into a good market either. Sid, you know what I mean? Their supermarket probably stinks. Makes inner sense. City, inner Bronx, inner, I mean, they don't have enough Avenue of, of food choices. Uh, but don't get me wrong. People travel, people travel from Bronx to Manhattan. If they got the money, Sid. Yeah. That too. That's what holds them back too. I think that's what holds a lot of society back. Yeah, because organic food is more that costly. That avenue for that food. Uh I, I I get scared on the other end. If you get if you get if you had the money too, would would you go to the boxes of cereals and the market employees and the cookies and snacks? Like uh, you know, where do you see what I'm gonna post? The snacks that I go to. Everyone thinks that you know I have snacks. Yeah, I know, but and it's good you brought this up because I was going to bring your Instagram. Up. So, so tell people what's your Instagram username. My Instagram username is a train with Wayne thirteen Scorpio, and on that I basically for the last three years have posted nothing but workouts, diet, and health and nutrition stuff. Uh, I think that's all it. Uh, I got a Facebook page. I don't know, a little sp- a sporadic stuff here and there, just that, just to keep in touch with my friends. But uh, train with Wayne thirteen at Gmail is also uh, avenue to me. But on my Instagram, I post <clears throat> all my 
have been posted all my workouts where I said all my food that you see me eat and the way I combine all my foods and why I was saying, Sue was saying the marketing and, and the avenues, health conscious, more country. And absolutely where that Sid knows I've got down mastered with the help of my wife and, and, and avenues and friends. And, you know, Jan works in the food industry. Uh, she's a food broker. So okay. I use about seven different places to do my shopping that is localized. See, again, I have that avenue, Sid. Some places only got a market where they got a box of something or beans, and that's what they got yeah. with all due respect. I'll go to five or six places. I'll get the onions here, the peppers here. I go to places where I get three servings of uh, frozen broccoli for 79 cents. So you, you got to learn. You can do it. So you just got to be smart. That's what I mean. You gotta shop. Be smart. And that's where you were saying, uh, I'm sorry, Sid, I dropped my. Uh, that's okay. Give me two seconds. I apologize, people. My, I had to put my uh, electronics up underneath there, Sid, because when the dogs come in here, they sit in here with my wife during the day with our uh, our tenant, our, our, our roomie, and. Uh, I can't keep the electrics or nothing on the floor. They'll bite on or they may pip on the damn thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and chew on it. But uh, with the food, yeah, I mastered a way of, of being very using, very being very cheap and getting very decent quality food that doesn't have to be organic or this or this and that. Just has to fit within what you want to do. Uh, and that's a big adventure, as you know, too. It takes us forever to figure out our diets. Yeah, because and- I... I check your Instagram on a daily basis, yeah. and you are pretty active. Yeah. You know, you, you post about on. food, as you said, training. And uh, I see a lot of good comments. People appreciate what you do, you know. Oh, you, you, you know, I, <clears throat> through my journey, said I just realized that too, straight honest with you. I, 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 well, since I started over there, and you know what we've all been through over the last three years. Uh, what I've done and why you, maybe even you, I know you, look what you're doing right now. We've grown spiritually, emotion, everything. Even, even sometimes we've been grown as humans uh, a little bit more harder and a little bit more cynical through everything we've gone through. But I can't tell you what these last three years have done for me. Uh, getting everything together and doing just that and knowing where I am and helping people, the passion you, you and I saw when, you, when I first met you back in 2010 uh we go so way I back started, yeah i just started realizing this said this is all i do so when you uh, had mentioned to hey wayne you know you're good at what you said yeah of course yeah i know that i do really do Sid. i know that and i'm you know people but you read a lot too but i i think I put, my, I put my two dues in i paid my penance i study every day and at this point in my life uh uh i'm not that on my back because I'm not what I thought I should be and what I might have been led to believe to be as a young man going through life. And I had the big dreams like everyone. And you and I know that those dreams are very hard to come by. Very hard to come by. You got to work hard. You can get them. And whenever they come, they come. But some people are just fortunate. Some people are just unfortunate. Some people are, everyone's blessed, but some of us are just fortunate and unfortunate. At this point, I, uh, when I got my family saying, Hey Wayne, you know, if you bring home $400 a week, just bust your butt and we'll make a good living. I mean, that, that, that must tell you something. 
either I'm doing pretty good or, you know, definitely not a bum because we, we, we see what we do. Yeah. Now I'm in a real, it means I'm in a really good spot, Sid. And that's why I like my enthusiasm like with you and my clients. And I just started getting clients back. I've had the same client for nine years, you know, with MS. Yeah. It's Westwood. Uh, miraculous. I got a, just got a nurse from Hackensack is my client now twice a week. Uh, I got a uh, 79 year old uh, woman from Dumont. And this is, is this the private clientele or is no, this, this the is one at the gym? This is at Retro now. So I'm not okay. only the manager. So people can find you at Retro and Hackensack. Retro Hackensack, uh, Retro Fitness Hackensack. You know, you can call down there, you know, train. You know, I, I post on my Instagram. You'll see me funny in the morning. Retro Fitness Hackensack, rock and roll, July 20th. I don't know, Wayne Alperti. I, I got to talk to something. Am I right, Sid? And I'll yeah. talk for three, with less than three minutes. And uh, you and the other guy were saying, you'll get, Wayne, we get so inf- much information out of that three minutes. I said, yes, quick hit. You can go back and see it. And then I back it up with the stuff on the Instagram, too. But I give a shout out to everybody I follow, too, right, Sid? Even you. Yeah. You've helped me for 10 years now. <laughs> You're always active. That's what friends do, right? That's what exactly it. Yeah. They back each other up. Yep. Absolutely, brother. So let me ask you now, I have a few more questions for you. Go ahead. What would you say is your biggest fear in life? Because as you know, this podcast is about, you know, we want to share people's life experience, you know, some of the failures, you know, some of your successes. So if there was one fear that you have, what would it be? probably the same thing <clears throat> not missing another opportunity being able to recognize another good opportunity um, i should be old enough to know and it's probably the same as this one too am i am i helping enough people and does that go along with not missing an opportunity uh, an example is i uh, some guys but is that your purpose because if you want to help a lot of people that's the purpose yeah, that's well, more I- like a purpose that's what why I was just going before, like you said, Sid, I'm so comfortable now because now and now maybe not, I know my purpose now. It's cool. This is a cool this is a cool life. Helping people, Wayne. And on the other end of it now, well, as you know, I'm learning a a, a big business end of it, a, a capitalistic end of it now, too, on how corporations are really run and the way that they're structured to run, with all due respect. So uh, your your so, your biggest fear is losing on an opportunity to help other people. If I understand correctly. And miss and, and and maybe missing something again, Sid. Yeah, I've missed a lot of opportunities. I didn't take advantage of a lot of opportunities that I should. I thought I should. And my point is that I sh- I'm sure you regret. Uh, uh, you know what? <clears throat> yes and no. You know, you know. So, so let me put but, the question this way. If you were to go back and do it again, would you do it differently? That's my question. Knowing what I know right now, Sid, with what I've been through and everything and stuff like that, you know some of this? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I wouldn't change it. You would not? I wouldn't change it. That people, I, I almost want to cry. That. Oh, I wouldn't change you, Sid. No way. No way, bro. No, it's good, man. Uh, it listen, got me to where I am. No, I know. I know your story. Yeah, you exactly, know? people. I mean, it's, it's, it's nothing more different Sid, than anyone else's, though. See, that's how you know why you like me, too. It's listen, nothing that's, more different than what a lot of other people going through today. What my father—that's the whole point, mother, right? 
Yes. What I me, lost me, and what I did, that, that, that why you said when would you? No, because right now I know going forward from today, I got everything. That's yeah, you got everything. That's what you said the show's about to. Yeah. <laughs> no, because yeah, uh, if you don't mind me sharing, I just want people to know that you used to work as a sheriff's guard in a corrections facility in Morris County. Yeah, for close to five years. So we're going back like 1996, 95? 96, 90, 90, 96 to 2000, yeah. yeah. So, so you worked in the sheriff's department? Yeah, my... Uh, uh, father was a police commissioner. My parents, my mother and my grandparents worked for Picatinny. So I knew a lot of avenues and my father being a principal knew everybody. So I knew a lot of cops and they one hour way or another. And I ended up as a corrections for five years. And things like for that. five years. Yeah. And then you had a incident in your life, uh, which we won't go into detail, but it took away seven or eight years of your life. From you? Yeah, yeah. It's basically part of the catapult uh, that got us to this point. Said, yeah, where I'm in my life, you had asked what I would do different to it. Yeah, it's basically got the catapult. Me growing up in a really good family, very well known, very well to do at that point. Uh, you know, I was I ran the streets a lot myself. I, I was a door opened up when I was five years old. I was out. I went here. I was working when I was 11 at Stewart Trooper stand. I was laboring in union with my grandfather. God rest his soul. Nation. When I was 13 or 14 years old, Sid, I've been working my whole life and things just kept going. This avenue, that avenue, boom, good cop, you know, great job. This and that have an accident. And I, uh, you know, I lost the son. And I'm very sorry to hear that. Man. My responsibility, and then it transferred where all through all right now, and we're at right now, and that's why when you say, "Do I look back?" You, you're the you're not you're the second person that has asked that me a question. One of my clients asked that that my client, another client that was been with me for ten years. Well, the reason I asked that question was because after that incident, after losing those years of your life. I think I met you in 2009 or 2010. Exactly. And you shared your story with me, yeah. right? For so I respect part. that a lot. Yeah. And to see you where you are at today. Yep. 57. The most fittest 57-year-old guy I have ever seen. <laughs> and you're very positive. Yeah. You're outspoken in a good way. Yeah. And... People don't know that. So my main idea to bring you on this podcast was for people to see that no matter how much adversity one can go through, if they want to, now that's a big if they want to, they can turn their life around. Yeah. And you have done that. And I have so much respect for you, Wayne. It's just, I really respect you. I really love you as a friend. You're a good dude. And, you know, it, it just inspires me to see people like yours. And I hope you can inspire the young youth, the other audience who's watching this podcast. You know, so um, anything you want to add on to this? It's a lot. <laughs> uh, uh. 
Sid, it's a, it's a learning experience every day, and I wouldn't miss it for the world. You would not. I would not miss, and I don't. Uh, I don't fault anybody, and that's one of my biggest weaknesses. Now, I see things could happen to people, good people, bad things happen, life happens, and. I feel myself, Sid, for me, I was blessed to have my family understand that before I understood it. So they really helped me out. Jan, especially, you know Jan. You know my wife. is a good Jan, person. your parents. Good, good person. Jan's yes. a good person. They have supported you. I have seen that. You have. Yes. My Bobby Greenblatt, my friend. My friend Grace now, a uh, couple p- other people know, uh, Sid, uh, even some of the people I worked with, Sid, some of the officers. And there were some of the other officers on the other side, Sid, and even people that I worked with recently. Even recently when uh, I, you and I met, right. looked at me like uh, they, that they should have thrown me in Times Square and never let me back out, you know. Because, you know, I maybe people now I take is why I'm saying I'm a lot more weaker and softer. I see other sides of things. I don't want to walk in another person's shoes. No way. No way. And that comes with uh, one of the questions you had asked me before, Wayne, what's different in the fitness industry since that? I'm learning how to deal with those situations a lot easier. Even if the person's wrong, why is the person wrong? Why is he acting this way? You know what I mean? There's always a reason, Sid, that somebody's going through something. And, you know, fight the the battles you can. You're never going to win the war. Fight the battles you can and understand. And you know what? But that's why you said I'm outspoken in a good way. I'm outspoken in a bad way, too. (laughs) You and I, you know. But, But that's only because I'm probably guarding my heart. And I don't like something. Stepping up for myself, you know. Makes sense, you know. But that's the way that way it is. But we got any more any anything else? Any questions? What no man, I, I gotta thank I'm gonna you let you go. On, man. Um, and, uh, I wanna thank you so much for being the first guest and inaugurating this podcast. Dude, let's see if we can get some people to follow and uh and we that we can inspire, brother. We will definitely do that. I would like to bring you back on sometime oh, soon again. Definitely, say whatever you want to do, whatever subject you want to talk about. Is, and we're going to put your description. Fine we're going to put your contact information, social media in the description below the video. Yeah. So people can reach out to you. And uh, my man, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. Not I want to wish you and your wife all the very best. And uh, I'm here for you if you ever need anything. Uh, I'll talk to you later tonight, probably. <laughs> All right, brother. I appreciate everything, man. I don't know how you're going to zoom us out. I don't know how to do anything on this. I got it, man. Thank you, buddy. Peace. Bye. 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 B